a response to the moment at hand. Friends, Christians profess to believe that Jesus walks with us through life in its entirety. We believe the love and compassion of Jesus is with us in crisis, in celebration, and every moment in between those bookends. When we experience the compassion of Christ, we naturally find ourselves extending that compassion to neighbor. It's a particularly relevant word as the coronavirus has introduced fear into many hearts, and in turn, we find ourselves assuming a posture of self-protection or worse yet, selfishness. You may be wondering, where is God in all of this? I don't believe that God threw this virus out into the world as a form of punishment or judgment. I don't imagine much of any of you do. It's silly. However, I do think there's tremendous temptation for us to turn this virus into a God of sorts that ultimately demands our fear and devotion alike. If we aren't careful, the crisis, whatever it is in this particular moment, as there have been many moments like this one and the generations that have come before us, if we aren't careful, we will end up turning the crisis into God. And anything that demands us to be afraid or anything other than God that demands our devotion through it is a false God. Jesus doesn't demand our devotion. Rather, he draws us near. He walks with us and inspires our devotion through his faithful compassion. Jesus doesn't delight in our fear, but rather he promises to bring peace and courage amidst the fear. Jesus doesn't relish in our isolation. Rather, he promises companionship through the presence of the Holy Spirit and the gift that he gives us in one another. Jesus never said, this is going to be easy. Life happens, chaos happens, and struggle is inevitably just going to be part of the deal. The promise that Jesus does make is daily presence and daily bread. And so, in these days of anxiety and distrust, I pray that we will recommit ourselves to the nurturing of our faith. I pray that we would commit ourselves to pray continually and remain connected to the source of our salvation. Let us commit to keep our hearts open to the holy nudges that move us toward our neighbors. Let us resist the urge to hoard anything that our neighbors might need and trust that God will, in fact, provide sustenance one day at a time. Brothers and sisters, let us commit to protect the most vulnerable through the exercise of best practices and, and also exhibit courage in movement toward our neighbors. We know that God has given researchers and doctors and community leaders the wisdom that they need in helping guide us through this next stretch of time. We also know that our faith compels us to follow Christ wherever he leads us. And so we're going to need to seek wisdom and courage as we lean into the tension of these two truths. Let us avoid making assumptions about other people. We don't know the physical, mental, or spiritual challenges our neighbors are struggling with. So let's assume the best in each other and see each of our neighbors through the eyes of Christ. Whereas there's nothing beautiful about the hardship that's taking place all over the world, there is tremendous beauty in our response to that hardship. I believe that Jesus is going to give us the creativity we need for the moment at hand. 
He's helping to carry our burdens along the way so that we can use our hands and feet as an extension of his own. Let us practice what we preach, loving God and loving our neighbors as ourselves. Grateful for each and every one of you and hope to see you soon. Blessings, friends.